Yes, it's time once again for the Dapper Dividends Podcast episode unit number, whatever you want to call it, number 171. Well, something has happened that has not happened in a very, very long time. No, it's not the Silicon Valley Bank collapse. It's that yours truly is a little bit sick. But it's okay. I'm still alive. We got Dayquil. Well, it's actually the Walgreens version of Dayquil to get us through. So we're going to power on, motor on, motor in. What? We're going to get through this episode. We don't need any... Oh, I can't think of it. It's not Twisted Sister. Who did that little ditty jam of the 80s? That was in uh, Boogie Nights. Oh, it's going to come to me. It's going to come to me. We got a lot, a lot to talk about. And yeah, I titled this one, I'm either going crazy or I'm learning. No, I'm going crazy or I'm learning is exactly what it should be. I don't know. Take your pick. I don't care. Dude, the market, it's like a roller coaster. It's fun when it's going up, but when you start to go down... You just want to scream, hold on tight, and try not to vomit, unless you're a dividend investor. Why? Because we can buy things that are on sale when the share price drops, the dividend yield pops, and hopefully we're buying good companies that will continue to pay those growing dividends for many, many years to come. And you know what? I was just looking at my portfolio performance overall versus the S&P 500, and I'm slightly underperforming it uh, going over the max return, but the dividend yield is way, way higher than the S&P 500. The uh, dividend yield is, depending on which portfolio you wanted to look at, uh, by the way, you can go to, click in the description, there is the dividend tracker where I'm sharing these um, portfolios at now, It's taking a while to update. I don't know why. Sometimes it takes two or three days to reflect what I did with my Schwab account. You know, I don't know. Whatever. It's it's less work on me and it's a little bit snazzier than Degrin.com. No offense, Degrin.com. But check it out. You can sign up for a free account over at Dividend Tracker, and um, if you if you use my link, you'll I'll get twenty five bucks and blah blah blah. But I'm going to tell you about what I bought. Dude, I've been doing a lot of selling, interestingly enough, and buying. Remember, we talked about trying to keep consolidating and streamlining the portfolios because I want to, I don't want to be all over the place. I want to use, okay, so we have the bulk of our retirement funds and thing, whatnot, over in VVIAX and VIGAX. Those are Vanguard funds through my work. And then what I share on the portfolio here is uh, the bridge account, which is a taxable uh, self-directed IRA, which I pulled 30,000 from our account back right before the pandemic happened uh, to see what I could do with that. And then the Roth IRA. So I'm sharing those. Uh, You can find those on the dividendtracker.com now. But anyway, the yields, uh, it's not going to reflect because it doesn't have my latest purchases in there. But as of what I'm looking here, the bridge is currently at, uh, or or total, the three portfolios combined, about 4.49% yield on cost. 
dividend yield. And I think the S&P is right around 1.5%, something like that. So, dude, this raspy voice is killing me. I'm like, who's that talking? That doesn't sound like me. But I'm going to, it's okay. We're going to get through this. I'm going to take some uh, some NyQuil. I think it's NyQuil brand. That's P&G, right? Procter & Gamble. And go Nai-Nai. Oh, dude, dude, did you, and do that, if you're listening, did you see that news? So Kellogg's uh, last June said they were going to split into three companies. It was going to be like their snack foods and then their, uh, the cereal, the North American cereal, and then the plant-based. Well, we've got a name. The name is going to be, get this, Kellanova. That's right. Kellanova, it's going to retain the K stock ticker. And then there's going to be another uh, unit that's going to be named WK Kellogg. Un momento, por favor. Needed water. That's better. And they're going to be named WK Kellogg. So we're going to have two companies. And they decided because, surprise, surprise, the uh, investors and consumers' interest has waned in the plant-based foods, which was going to include Morningstar Farms. They're just going to put that into Kelanova. So Kelanova will be the snacks and the plant-based foods. And if you didn't know, Kel, K-E-L-L, means uh, new. Or it's uh, No, I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you blow it, Joe? Dude, that was set it nice, teed up nice, softball pitch and a swung and a miss in front of everybody. So Kel is because of Kellogg's. Right, and the Latin word nova, which means new, Kella Nova, isn't that cle- <laughs> isn't that clever? Sounds like they're going to be trying to sell breakfast cereals on Mars, if you ask me. But they're not doing breakfast. The snacks. Oh, how many times can you message little funny joke up? Hey, everybody, Kella Nova. Sounds like they're going to be trying to sell snacks on Mars. <laughs> we got it. We got it out. Uh, SVB, I don't know if we need to talk about that. I think you guys know what happened. It's been beaten to death here. I'll I'll sum it up in case you've been living on Mars and you don't know. Uh, The the Silicon Valley Bank, heavy into venture capitalist, uh, VC firms, and Silicon startups, things like that. Uh, There was a bank run. They had to... I'll just read the little blurb I put. The consumers of Silicon Valley Bank were drawing their deposits beyond what the bank could pay using their cash reserves. So in order to be able to do that and meet those (laughs) obligations, they had to sell, they decided to sell $21 billion of securities, uh, which were not held to maturity. So they had to sell those at a loss because when interest rates rise, bonds go down. But if you hold them to maturity, you'll always get all your money back. Uh, and they had to sell those for a loss of $1.8 billion. And it was just a poor management decision. And I don't understand why they didn't try to get money on the down low. Just issue shares. Try and do that quick. Whatever you could do, borrow anything but that and create a potential uh, you know, global financial collapse crisis part two. But, um, yeah, then there was Signature Bank New York and uh, 
uh, First Republic was on, the, they were on the ropes. Looks like they're going to get a $30 billion cash infusion. They're going to be okay. And um, yeah, you know what? But it's it's created a buying opportunity since about a week ago, right? Uh, from when I'm recording this, it's been about a week. So you know what? Let's do with my fun voice here. I can't wait till next week till I'm back to normal, but stick with it. If this is your first time, this is not my normal voice. So my cat's beating up this old couch here, using it as a scratching post. Don't you love it? There he goes. We buy him a very nice, handsome looking scratching post and he'd rather use the couches. You got to squirt him with the water bottle. They don't like it. Okay couple little bits of news here from Simply Safe. I know every week you can go on Market Beat, see every company under the sun. We could do a whole 30 minutes just of every company that raised the dividend, but Applied Materials, ticker AMAT, raised their dividend 23%, and they are a semiconductor equipment company, which sometimes I wonder, isn't that better, like ASML and AMAT? to be like the picks and shovels and trying instead of trying to bet on which one's going to strike gold, meaning NVIDIA, AMD, Intel, um, I guess Qualcomm, companies like that. And then it just instead invest in the companies that are going to supply them and let them fight it out, you know, kind of like the gold miner picks and shovels. Um, Annaly, <laughs> ticker NLY, they cut their dividend 26%, which was the biggest reduction since 2005. Really interestingly though, talking about Intel on Seeking Alpha, Rita Morwa, Morva, Rita Morva, I'm assuming he's not from the South here in America. He had a really interesting article showing how if you were to invest in, oh, I want to say 2003 or 98, one of those two, if you were to put 10 grand into Annaly and Intel, with all of Annalie's ups and downs and cuts and things like that, they're a mortgage REIT uh, company that not invest, not in reinvesting dividends. You would be, it's like over ten thousand dollars, maybe fourteen, fifteen thousand. I, I tweeted about it further ahead uh, than Intel with Intel's latest dividend cut and price <laughs> stock drop. So. You know, we like to bag on the MREITs and companies like Annaly, they're like the poster child for shared dilution and cutting their dividend and whatnot. But, dude, that dividend's still 13% even after that uh, big cut. So, hey, if you want big dividends and you're a big gambler and you don't, you know, you want to run that scenario for yourself, check out Annaly, ticker uh, NLY. Williams-Sonoma raised their dividend 15%, which is their 14th straight year of increasing payouts. Dude, 3% dividend yield. Look at you go, William Sonoma. You home furnishing retail company, you. Uh, I know uh, Toby Carlisle pitched them on the investors, um, their mastermind group on We Study Billionaires. Uh, a while ago, he pitched, uh, pitched William Sonoma. Okay, Dollar General. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you all about it. Dollar General. They raised their dividend 7.3%. And that is their seventh consecutive year, only a little 1.11% dividend yield. And I challenge you, next time you're on any kind of, when we were coming back from Kansas, it's insane. I swear to God, we took a detour 
and we were driving through some farm fields and right at the intersection of four farm fields on one of them on one corner there was a dollar general nothing around for i don't know a mile i swear you know could i could just be the summer heat too but um dollar generals they are everywhere and that's most oh realty income everybody's favorite dividend company raised their dividend 0.20% and that's their 120th consecutive annual increase or not annual um just increase they raise that dividend once a quarter so look at you go realty income gotta love it and target also declared their next dividend no change that is probably their last before the next raise which might take effect in the fall right around september so but up up but up up we made that hallelujah so check it out here is a little bit of what i have been doing I'm becoming more of a value investor is what it is. And I'm actually reading. I was going to save this till the end. Picked it up from the library. Really cool book by Adam Cecil. Cecil, S-E-E-S-S-E-L, called Where the Money Is, Value Investing in the Digital Age. And he had a very interesting thing to say that, you know, uh, Willie Sutton, old bank robber, they, when they asked him, why do you rob banks? He said, that's because it's where the money is. I think he said that. It's where the money is. But the whole theory of this book is that Adam Cecil was like an old school value investor in the Warren Buffett, Ben Graham, Peter Lynch vein, meaning that, you know, tech is too hard. You can't understand it. It changes too quickly. But he's going to try and show how you can find undervalued companies in, in that vein of the value investors. And that's where the money is. These mega, mega, obviously, Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google, Netflix, you name it, they make a lot of money. And where traditionally, you know, throw out some numbers, say like a, a PepsiCo or a Coca-Cola, it might take them, I don't know, $8, $10 to make $1 in profit where something like a Facebook might be like 2 bucks. So it's just crazy profitable. And he was just going over how Warren and Charlie just plumb missed uh, Alphabet. Like that was one they felt they understood. Warren said to the effect of like, dude, you watch, you just see somebody pay $10, $11 in, uh, to get a click for ad revenue and, and all that. And he's like, it's insane that they just push a little button and you get money and we we missed it. So they're not famous or they're not, um, <laughs> no, they are famous. They're not uh, prone to Oh boy, they are prone to making mistakes. They are not perfect is what we were trying to say. Now, I have a lot of odds and ends in the portfolio. I'll have five shares here, 10 shares here, this and that. Just too many companies to keep track of. And if you know, I started the dividend uh, stock overlap. So all that I did was because I have VVIAX, VGIAX, SCHD, I, those are the three predominant ones, the three predominant funds where we have a good amount of money. Uh, VVIAX more than, um, that's the Vanguard Value uh, Index ETF. Real nice, really, all the big blue chip companies we love. So I started thinking, you know, why, why am I investing in some of these little ones like Comcast? They're in there. Why, why do I have 10 shares of Comcast 
just hanging out. I mean, they were undervalued and I made some money, but I ended up selling them 10 shares of Comcast to eventually put that into more Nextstar Media. And I'm, I've been enjoying this. So I sold 10 shares of Comcast at $35.72. That was a 17% gain. Now that did cost me $11.60 of Patty projected annual dividend income. I also, so well, now Comcast is good. I know I did a video on them. I started a position when they were undervalued and they still probably are undervalued. But I think Nextstar Media is in that similar vein. I don't own Nextstar Media anywhere else but in the bridge portfolio. So portfolio, Leo, I know you were waiting for that. So in my mind, it's just making sense to consolidate and not needing all these little random companies off by themselves when I have them in a portfolio or in a fund inside of a retirement account. So that's, I sold Comcast. Another company that I had a lot of overlap on was Clorox. Now I've been down on them and where I do hold them. And in the bridge here, I sold for a 3% loss. Now I could have actually held and come close to breaking even it turns out like a day, a day later but that's okay i that's still a tax loss harvest of you know three percent not not that much and i lost 51 dollars and 92 cents on those 11 shares of clorox now i still do hold them in a couple other uh portfolios and i do hold them uh, i should have had this up i hold them in other places put it that way so I still have my exposure to Clorox, and I like owning Clorox. Dude, they own Burt's Beeswax and Kingsford Charcoal, and they own Fresh Step Kitty Litter, I believe. They also own um, Hidden Valley Ranch. So it's really diverse company going through their issues with the supply chain and whatnot. Um, their payout ratio is still above 100%, but it's coming down not as bad as it once was. And then I also sold... 10 shares. Now, this is one of my old school stocks, Archer Daniels Midland, ticker ADM. And nothing wrong with Archer Daniels Midland at all. Probably still a little bit of, uh, undervalued, but I was up 87% on Archer Daniels Midland. I sold those at $76.50, and that cost me $18 in patty. You know, Archer Daniels, they do food, a lot of food additives, and they feed they feed us. They sell grain and whatnot to companies that use that to make food. And then the last of the selling we did was MetLife in the self-directed IRA. I only held five shares there. I still hold 10 shares in my taxable account, but in the self-directed I don't know why. I, I bought those shares. I was starting to build a position and then it just started running up and I never added more. So took the cash out of that. We were up 42% when I sold at $58.60. And then it went back a little bit from there. So if you remember between last week, I've been selling Starbucks. I've been selling uh, Ajo Del Haza. I, I do have a sell order in for Unilever because I do hold them in uh, other places as well, those funds, but I think it's in VVIAX, I think. But regardless, I still pay taxes on 
the foreign tax fee on those. So I think I have an order in at $51. And again, I won't have to deal with the foreign taxes and things of that nature. And I can put that into something a little bit, a little bit better and uh, maybe closer to home. And I'll still have exposure to Unilever. So those all totaled selling Comcast, Clorox, Archer Daniels, Midland, MetLife. That took away $91.52 of projected annual dividend income. So I'm going to roll through these kind of quickly here. We won't do a breakdown. We'd be here all day. We don't want to keep you all day. But I've been doing all, this took me a while to put together. I did a lot of buying, a lot of onesies, twosies, foursies. <clears throat> is foursies a number? Well, it is now. Dang it. These are the averages. This is combined of everything I bought just since we last chatted. Since I last chatted with you. Three shares of Boise Cascade, ticker BCC. Now, I think I'm going to use them for a swing trade because they are tied to commodities and they can be a little more volatile. But, you know, as, as I said, as I'm evolving and paying more attention to intrinsic valuations of companies, they do look pretty, pretty undervalued and they do have nice cash flows. So it's not just buying a company that looks cheap. It's buying a company that's, trading at a discount and still has nice cash flow to bank on because at the end of the day, it's all about the cash. If your cash flow positive, uh, you know, we can be forgiving for a little while, but if you can do that year after year, the market eventually, like Ben Graham said, in the short term, it's a voting machine. And then in the long run, it's a buying machine. So I guess we're buying when people are voting on it. And then, you know, if you want to sell when it's being weighed, you know, whatever, that's your choice, your prerogative, Bobby Brown, baby. My prerogative, $62.91 average. I bought those three shares at. Gave me $1.80 of Patty. Not St. Patrick Patty. The projected annual dividend income Patty variety. 11 big shares of Nexstar Media, ticker NXST. They are the ones that, they're kind of tying into where uh, where the money is booked by Adam Cecil. Cecil, yeah, Nexstar Media, Bridging the gap between old world broadcasting and new world digital media, I see that as. And do they have reach across the whole country? They have like that national reach, but they own, uh, I think, 200 local stations. Uh, they either own or they are affiliated with or in partnership with uh, 200 local broadcasts. So they get revenue from that and rebroadcasting just. All kinds of good stuff. Look into them. I think you'd like them. They look pretty undervalued. And dude, $31 of cash flow per share right now. Uh, next, our media. So 11 shares average $164.11. That added $59.40 of Patty. And next, our media, by the way, is uh, they raised that dividend 50% just recently. This is another interesting one because in the financial space, Prudential, ticker PRU, I had had 21 shares and now I'm up to a few more. I bought 11 with an average of $80.82. I did get a few shares at 77 and change, so that was good. Added $55 of Patty. Prudential's dividend yield was over 6%, but I did a little digging and, and I've just always assumed they're good and I like them, but... If you compare them 10 years against the S&P 500's total return, they're losing 
pretty substantially to the S&P 500. And I know the S&P 500 is driven because it's uh, market cap weighted. So that means more money is going to go into those FANG stocks like Microsoft and Apple and Google. And that helps drive that up. So obviously I understand that. But Prudential, uh, dividend yield could be good. So when I get back to around 90-ish dollars a share, maybe 100, I may move out of them and, and go into something else. So we'll see. That one will be uh, reassessed later. But until then, just going to collect those nice, nice dividends. Uh, five more shares of Algoma Steel, ticker ASTL, at uh, $7.85. Really small dividend payer. And this is another company that I've been buying because I think they're very undervalued. Um, good management team, and I like their cash flow. So I may swing them when they, uh, if, if and when they do give me like a 15, 20% return, something like that. Uh, four shares of Enterprise Products Partners, ticker EPD, at $24.90. That added a total of $7.84 of Patty. Uh, they do pipelines, uh, Enterprise Products Partners, a lot of contractual work. So when oil rises and falls, it doesn't always affect them, even though people may be irrational and just sell uh, them because they're lumped in with that sector. And then the big bank, I finally maxed out my position. I got to my 100 shares of Toronto Dominion, ticker TD. Uh, way up, <laughs> yeah, hater, way up north in Canada. $59.49 average on those 15 shares, which is pretty, pretty cheap, I think. So I've been enjoying buying uh, TD. That added $42.30 of Patty. A couple more to throw at you here. 15 shares of Aries Capital, ticker ARCC. They are a BDC, business development company. So they're making loans to like those lower middle market companies. They have a lot of uh, first lien debt on those companies. So if they were to go bankrupt and liquidate, companies like ARCC are going to get first crack, first dibs on the uh on what's being liquidated, as I understand it. $28.80 of Patty that added. The BDC's a little bit riskier, but I think this second one I bought, I think Aries Capital and Main Street Capital are two of the more solid BDCs out there. And I bought five shares of Main Street Capital, ticker MAIN, at $37.25, which added $13.50 of Patty. And then the one, the only, one share of SCHD at $71.75. That added $2.56 of Patty. So SCHD, 100 of some of the best dividend paying companies in there. Even when I've been overlapping with SCHD, I've been trying to consolidate out of that. I did move, I did sell, like if you remember, Snap-on and Texas Instruments, which are both well represented inside of SCHD, sold those in the taxable, moved that money to the Roth, so that counts against my uh, contribution for the year, helping to max that out. Why not? Those gains will never be taxed, and we can always pull the funds out. What I, we, contri we contributed, we can always pull that out of the Roth. So total patty added from those was $212.00. Subtracting the $91.52 of the companies we sold, we come out plus $120.48 of Patty. Cross those three portfolios all lumped in together. We've made it again. And you know what's funny? As I was typing this out, I was thinking like, what am I going to say? Do I even have enough to fill up 30 minutes of talking? But quite honestly, 
I really do enjoy talking with you guys. And I think, I think I could go another 30, well, I can't go another 30 minutes. My throat's about to give out. So we will be better next week. I assure you, I'd love to know what you're buying. What are you doing? What are you looking at in all this market madness? Hit me up on Twitter at RustyRam78. I'm always there available to chat. Send me a direct message because sometimes... (laughs) Sometimes I ghost and post and, you know, I I don't check back in for, you know, good three, four, eight hours. But hey, you do you, I'll do me, and we'll all do each other. And I really do thank you because there's a lot of podcasts that you could be listening to. And you let me come in your ear holes for just 30 minutes. And I truly, truly do appreciate that. So take care of yourself. Have some vitamin C. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to take some NyQuil go night night and i will talk to you next week so long everybody 